rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Yo, we did it. All right, guys. Hi. Thank you for bearing with the delay. Sorry about that. It's always something. That's all right. I'm trying. Trying the best I can. Thank you, Mark, for the super chat. That gives me a little bit of encouragement. And Jim, of course. All right. We're off to a good start. If you're watching on Facebook and if you're on any other platform, come on over to YouTube. That's where we'll be chatting. I'll be reading the chats off of the YouTube chat for the most part. So come and join us. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And this show is Tara Buster. It's called, uh, you know, you'll find out why it's Tara Buster. I'm Tara Devlin, so, you know, hello. We uh, are rebroadcast on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. If you're new, stick around. I hope you keep coming back. This is unapologetic liberal talk where we're going to honestly, what I think, how do we fix this country? It's not that hard. Okay. It's simple, but not, not easy. The system is broken. What's going on in Minneapolis is indicative of that. It's a symptom. The right-wingers are trying to exploit it. The last thing they want is unity. That is what will ultimately... That deters their mission, which which is the ultimate dismantling of democracy. I'm not being hyperbolic. We know this. Every move that the Republicans make, they do not expand the franchise of democracy. They limit it. They try to kick people off the voting rolls. They do um, because they, they say it. We've, they've said it out loud. Their leaders have said it out loud. They've said it and they've been recorded saying it. They don't want everybody to vote. They don't like a country that works for all. Um, it, it's, the, it's the story of recorded history. When right-wingers write me, you know, and they say, oh, yeah, liberals, blah, blah, whatever. Liberals want free stuff. Liberals want, um, oh, your precious tears, your precious feelings. This is what I get from, from the right-wingers. Because we're, I guess, we're not supposed to give a shit about other human beings. That's the underlying message of the morons. And there are, all of them are concentrated in the right wing. Now, I'm not saying there's no morons in the left. There are. People are people. There are people everywhere. And wherever there are people, there are things that fail. Things that break down. There's the lesser parts of the human condition that come out and drive. But you get, you better believe that all the, so here's the, here's the paradox. 
Is it a paradox? What, I don't know. What's the proper word? All Republicans may not be morons, but all morons are Republicans. Okay? It's the same thing with racists. All racists may not... All Republicans may not be racist, but all racists are Republicans. Are there racists on the right way, on the left? There are people who, uh, first of all, they're not openly welcome, if that's the case. There might be people who don't realize it. They, we all carry our baggage. Those on the, like that Karen in Central Park. She pulled out her white privilege card for the first thing that she did when somebody asked her to comply with the rules so they can all enjoy the park at the same time. She could have walked away from that incident. She didn't have to lose her job and become another example of ignorance in this country, but that's that woman's a registered Democrat. She lives in New York City. We live in a, she lives in a diverse community, but she all went right for the race card, working herself up into a frenzy. An African-American man is attacking me for telling me to put my dog on a leash so that he can watch the fucking birds and I can walk my dog. Um, obviously, she, uh, maybe she was unconsciously doing that. I'm not, you know, I don't know if it's obvious, but it just gets hot when I start talking. I'm going to put the fan on. So, but she went there. Because that's her, uh, this, this is the legacy in this country. She knew what she was doing. She's calling in a hit squad on that man. And we discussed it before, but it's not, but it's just to make a, a point. She's a Democrat. Who knows? She says she's not racist. They say they're not racist on the right. They're not racist. But, you know, here in the Democratic wing, the real Democratic wing, or let's say just even the DLC Democratic wing, too, no open racist could ever get to be the standard bearer of the Democratic Party. That's for sure. Nobody who came down an escalator saying Mexicans are rapists and, oh, you know, I guess some of them might be good people, but what? Eh. So they're rapists, they're bringing drugs, they're, they're murderers. It's, it's unacceptable. It would never fly. So you can, you can take that to the bank for, for real. We understand that. It doesn't mean that there aren't people who are racist, but people here on the left are trying, at least, in the mo- for the most part. I don't... Even this Karen lady from the Central Park, the lady Central Park, she says, I'm not a racist. I'm sure she believes that she gave money to Obama, but we're, uh, we all carry our baggage. I am gay. I carry baggage anti of uh, homophobia. We all carry it. I I grew up in this country. I grew up in a time when it was I was taught that it was uh, dirty or you're going to hell. You're deviant. You're 
Yeah, uh, I, my mother, you know, they, uh, well, not, I don't know why I keep saying obviously. Um, she, they weren't, uh, I didn't ever, I never got kicked out of the house. You know what I mean? I never had that experience that others have, to, have had to endure in spite of the fact that my mother was a nun before she was my mother. And my father was, they were highly religious Catholics, but you know, they, they never gave me that shit. They kind of just shut their mouths. And, but also, but it took me a very long time to even tell them who I was because I was afraid of being rejected. And, and of course, part of my addiction, I believe, um, uh, had something to do with the self-loathing that I, I guess, developed after spending many Sundays in a pew listening to a priest telling me I was going to hell. And I, not me. I didn't know it, he was talking about me specifically. And then when I got became aware of, oh, my God, they're talking about me, I, you know, I hated myself. So I I get it. So you you bring baggage. And then, of course... When I grew up in a neighborhood that was pre predominantly white, so I went to school with all white people. I went to uh, junior high with all white. I don't even think there was one black person in the whole goddamn school. That was the neighborhood. Everybody in the neighborhood was either Irish or Italian. So that's why some people during the 60s and well I, I grew up after that but they uh, thought it would be a good thing for us for black Americans and white Americans to get to know each other right? and that's why they bust other students and it's also had to do with the um, fact that the schools in black communities were purposefully kept lower, kept down, kept without supplies, without on the same standards and, and equipment as the, uh, as the white schools had. And that's co completely unacceptable in, in today's, uh, in our eyes. But there are consequences for that. And we're living in those consequences now. So everything that's happening right now, this country, okay, divided along racial lines. We, we know the answer to these problems. I keep saying it every week. I'm not, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't think so. We, but we know what's right. Let me play, um, I was because earlier today, as you guys know, I always watch MSNBC. Not always, but sometimes I watch Das Boot. No, I'm just kidding. And other shows. And I was, uh, you know, Amy Klobuchar came on. Uh, she's another one. Whatever. Let me, I'm going to play what the conversation is. This is what the corporate media thinks. Klobuchar, who made this plea for calm. Everyone is in pain. It is Martin Luther King who once said, 
that we are all tied, inextricably tied in a single garment of destiny. And what connects one of us connects all of us. Joining me now is Minnesota Senator and former Democratic presidential nominee, Amy Klobuchar. Senator, plenty of people in your state and across the country who legitimately feel that justice has not been served. They want all of these officers charged and they want first degree murder charges. What do you say to those people? Alicia, first of all, uh, what happened today uh, with the faith leaders was quite phenomenal, community leaders, and that is that people address that, yes, uh, that all of us want to see subsequent charges, and the U.S. attorney uh, and the state's attorney and others, as Keith Ellison has pointed out, our attorney general, are looking at those. But what we said today was that as horrific as that video is, anyone with an ounce of humanity who looks at that and watches George Floyd's life evaporate before their eyes knows that that was wrong and that there must be extreme consequences. We know that. But at the same time, what I was saying when I quoted Dr. King is that we are all tied in that tapestry of destiny. Well, that means we feel the pain of the African-American community and Hispanic community in our state. But we also know that burning up their businesses, which is what has been going on, their stores and their pharmacies, they're not the ones doing that. Uh, there are outside people. Uh, the governor put out some information that a number of people that have been arrested are from the outside. All right, whatever. That's not the point. The, uh, what she talked about with this, this MLK quote, this is the same quote she she put out on her Twitter feed on January 20th she, for, for MLK Day. We must heed the words of Dr. King that we are all tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. On MLK Day, we remember his message and continue the fight for justice. Okay, wonderful, Amy. I agree. So why do you? Okay. Why do you insist on blocking Medicare for all? I'm talking about fucking uh, pragmatic bullshit subsidies that put band-aids on bleeding arteries and continue to keep us divided. I I am 100,000% committed to the the reality yeah of those words. So let's bring them to fruition. What we are tied in a single garment of destiny, whatever affects one directly reflects affects all indirectly. Of course. So what's wrong with these right-wing corporate democrats? Not being able to see the forest through the trees. They're so good at quoting Dr. King. They're so good at saying how connected we all are. You're goddamn right. So why do you dare propose policies that leave 10 million Americans out without health care, without living wages, without retirement? Why do you insist on throwing subsidies on bleeding arteries. These are the policies that keep us divided. 
The fact is, we are not a black America and white America. It's driving me insane. Uh, maybe we are. We are right now, I guess. But that's how they like it. The, we have to get to the place where we are in this together. We are Americans. Regardless of your pigment. Or where you were born. If you're an American, you deserve health care, living wages, retirement, a roof over your head. A decent middle class life. A job that treats you with dignity and respect. Vacation. Uh, uh, dignity in old age and sickness. The ability to care for one another. All of these things don't come to us because billionaires feel like trickling it on us. And they don't come by quoting Dr. King. They all quote Dr. King. Even goddamn right-wing fascists quote him. It's bullshit. Let's see it. Let's see the action. Because we are divided by these right-wing Democrats. Just like the right-wing Republicans. Anybody, I, I, and honestly, guys, this is why I do this show, too. We have to get this notion that uh, throwing subsidies at the broken system is somehow going to fix it. It's not. We will continue to have cities on fire we will continue to feel like we are not in this together. Oh, black America, white America, Latin Americans, or, you know, I'm just thinking of this, uh, this lady that went, not, not Latin America. I know that's different, but you know what I mean. And uh, we're going to play a video of a woman that went into a park who, uh, yeah. Well, why don't we play it now, actually? Because I, everything else. So all of this, right? Uh, the point is, let me just concisely, whatever. The point is that Amy Klobuchar, you know, she's a Democrat. She's got a D after her name. Um, she's throwing the same platitudes at us as goddamn Twitler. We, what's, what are you going to do, Amy? What does that mean? We must heed the, de the uh, words of Dr. King. We are all tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Then why are you blocking Medicare for all? Instead of saying, oh, you wrote the bill, Bernie. I read the bill and it's too pie in the sky. Well, instead of saying, oh, we all want everybody to have health care, but we all what? Want for-profit corporations to continue to stand in our doctor's office denying care? You want to price people out of the market? How, you, how do you have a system that works for all when you have a, oh, well, I don't want those union members to lose their health care, so I got mine, sucks to be you. That doesn't sound like a single garment of destiny to me. I don't know. Does it sound like that to, to I guess it does. It sounds like that to Amy. I got mine. 
Well, those union members, they worked really hard negotiating down their salaries so that their bosses could hold their health care of their family members over their heads and tell them, get their fucking asses back to work or we're going to strip your mama's cancer treatments or whatever it may be. Or your baby's cancer treatments. This is so ridiculous. So, on, uh, it's simple. Okay, guys, it is simple. The answer is staring us right in the face. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. We pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. There's nothing more progressive than that. And that means everybody in, nobody out, whether you're black, white, Straight, gay, what neighborhood you live in, where you were born. If you are an American, you're in this with us. We're we're in this together. Unite or die. That was the rallying cry of the founders, right? We've all seen the the image of the snake. Unite or die. So, okay, let's do it. There's a way to do it. Tax the rich at a high marginal tax rate to prevent an intergenerational aristocracy from developing and buying politicians and corrupting government. So take money out of politics. So then you have the freedom to tax these motherfuckers out of existence. There is absolutely no reason to be a billionaire. Zero. We, it's not about, unless you're cancer, this is the cancer stage of capitalism. And and that's what cancer is. Cancer is a cell, one cell in your body that starts absorbing all the resources. It, It grows and grows and grows until it kills its hosts. Until you're dead. It kills everything. That's what is going on here in our body politic. We have a couple of cancer cells out of control. And many want to enable them. And while nothing is done, because the blacks, peop- black people and those on the lower end of the economic scale which aren't necessarily black people, they are the canaries in the coal mine. That's why cities are on fire. And it's also because when we, I will show you the video too, there's there's right-wing agent provocateurs out there. They want the, those sitting at home looking at television to say, oh shit, well, look at these people. Obviously, uh, I'm not on their side. Anybody who saw that video of the guy breaking the windows, there you have it. That's a cop. That's somebody who went there to start trouble. Some white guy. I know, the the blacks. Okay. Because I said the blacks. (laughs) I almost said it. Oops, ouch. Okay, I guess I'm a racist. You got me, Verndon Square Radio. You got me. So, um, 
So anybody who saw that video of the guy breaking the windows of the uh, goddamn auto parts store, a white guy dressed in uh, complete black with his whole face covered, holding an umbrella for whatever reason, probably because so the helicopters can see that he who he was or whatever. Walking, just walking casually over to the auto parts store and smashing the windows. And around the corner, it says free stuff for everyone or something like that. We'll get to that in a minute. Nobody um, says no liberals talk like that. That's why that's how we know. It's only right wingers who want to give the appearance that we are uh that liberals talk like that they no liberals say yay great free stuff medicare for all free stuff no so all right uh let me play uh, uh, to compare here's here's twitler saying how much he loves african americans But I have no idea if they're going to be here. But MAGA is Make America Great Again. By the way, they love African-American people. They love black people. MAGA loves black people. I heard that MAGA wanted to be there. A lot of MAGA was going to be there. I have- MAGA loves black people like, I don't know, Colonel Sanders loves chickens, I suppose. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, MAGA lot that's what this is the same thing as Amy Klobuchar going we are tied in a single garment of destiny whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly so okay why are you if we're we're in a single garment of destiny why are you slicing us up constantly along racial lines along economic r- lines why aren't you as smart as the greatest, our greatest modern American president, FDR, and say, everybody in, nobody out. That's why uh, Social Security belongs to everybody. So no damn politician can scrap it. Why aren't you smart like that? We, got, we all got quotes. Everybody uh, tied in a single garment of destiny. Oh, isn't that wonderful? But what do you, what does that do? What does that mean, Amy? I read you wrote the bill, Bernie, but I read it, and that's just too pie in the sky. So, if we're in a single garment of destiny, why is it that some people, 85 million Americans, have no health care or or next to no? 40 million have nothing, and 45 or whatever it is in the 40 range, they have next to nothing. They can't use it. They can't go to the doctor when sick because they're either, they either have uh, too high of deductible or whatever it may be. Only in America do people say, oh, I feel sick. Can I afford to get well? I hope it's nothing serious. But yeah, if we're, it just annoyed the F out of me. When I was watching this today, all of the Democratic 
contenders or what, Joe Biden, everybody, oh, coming to the uh, uh, to speak with MSNBC on the microphone, saying how we're in this together. Are we? We're the. This is the result of not being in this together. We're a racist ass country. Yes, we have a racist history that we have never had the courage to confront because partly because right wingers don't want us to confront it. The corporatists don't want us to confront it. Do you think they give a shit? No. They want us fighting amongst each other. It's easier that way. Then they can continue to steal, as Vice President Henry Wallace warned us about. Exploit the fissures of disunity. Keep people divided. That is the telltale sign of the American fascist. And to call them fascists, you're not, you're, I'm calling them a fascist because they are. That's what they are. Right-wingers are, these are fascists, corporatists, nationalists. Twitler says it himself, I'm a nationalist. And then on MSNBC or the corporate media, they'll say, oh, that's, um, he's a, he's calling himself a nationalist, which used to have negative connotations. Well, why? Why don't you tell the dumb sheeple why? It used to have negative connotations because it's associated with Nazis, fascists, the people that we used to fight instead of invite into the White House and call very fine people as they're walking through the streets chanting blood and soil, blood and soil in a country that is the only country not founded on blood and soil, unless you... Well, not the, uh, uh, the uh, obvious, maybe it's founded on the blood and soil of the sl- enslaved people and the immigrant, I mean, and the, uh, and the Native Americans, but that's not what they were talking about, as we know. They're talking about their white-ass fucking privilege. That's blood and soil for them. So if we're in this together, Amy then I, I suppose you'll be for Medicare for all, taxing the rich at a high marginal tax rate so we can prevent the development yet again of an intergenerational aristocracy. Nah. Nah. No idea if that's true or not. But they love our country. Remember that MAGA is just an expression... But Maga loves our country. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, I gotta... You gotta remember that. It's just an expression, but Maga loves the country. Check, check. Check, check. It loves the country so much. You want to see how much it loves... Maga loves the country? I don't know if you saw this video of this fucking woman from... It was on... I don't know. It's kind of going viral. This racist ass asshole goes on. It was in a where the fuck is she? Mm-mm. Oh, here it is. She's drunk. Uh, she she didn't. She I don't know what it is. A lot of things happening in a park. I guess that's when people come together. This drunk fucking maggot went over to. Other human beings enjoying the park. She didn't like their music. It was too, uh, it's too ethnic for her. 
So she went off on them. Huh? We speak English. So? We don't have to listen. Who say that? Who say that? Who say that? Can you speak Spanish? I'm just going to tell you what, senor. Go fish. When the authorities come to shut your. Okay, Karen, bye. Karen, bye. You want to talk to the manager? Can you believe this ugly bitch? And I'm not talking about her looks on the outside. On the inside. These are the minorities in this country. They don't represent the majority of Americans. And this is why we have to reclaim the mantle of patriotism. Take it from these motherfucking dumb maggots' hands. How dare they? This is, there's nothing patriotic about this bitch. At all. This is America. This video was put together by Now This, and that's who put the music and the subtitles in there. It's, uh, it's offensive that somebody thinks that she can go into somebody else's space, a family enjoying their day in the park, and be a drunken... F- ugly bitch to them in this nation of immigrants saying we speak english in america first of all we don't have a a a national language here the uh, and the early settlers uh spoke the, i think in new york they there were over 30 different languages registered this country was founded on uh, the, you know, genocide of the indigenous people and immigration. Unbelievable. But here's dumb bitch, and she's being, she gets all her power from Twitter. You see, I'm, it's not, I'm not just speculating. She says it. You know what? Oh, Mr. Trump will say thank you. Thank you. Oh my God! Fucking thing is annoying me. Oh yeah. So they said they were on. They were in a. Um, the group of park goers were reportedly all Puerto Rican. They said they were enjoying a day outside with barbecue and music after being on lockdown. And then this bitch came over. And, of course, as now this points out, and I'm reading it for those on the podcast, Puerto Rico is part of the United States and Puerto Ricans are American citizens. (laughs) Not that Karen, this bitch does gives a shit. No offense to Karen's who are nice and normal. Of course, I feel bad for Karen's frankly, take a nice, perfectly good name. And you know, it's a shame. Oh my God. Love Mr. Donald Trump. Are you drunk? 
don't want to hear this crap. And what we don't want to hear you. All to do is fish. All we want to do is fish. Please. Go and fish. We can't. Oh my God. Us Republicans. And she ha has a giant big gulp. She's disgusting. And I don't mean her outside. She is an ugly human being. She's not a patriot. She's not, she does not embody the spirit of America in the least. What a embarrassment. I, I understand there are embarrassing people all over the world. There are racists all over the world. There are morons. But here they think they have power because they do. They're in control. They own government. They, uh, they own the mechanisms of power. They're now walking around the halls of power. And the bats have flown out of the belfry. They used to feel a little bit uh, ashamed, I guess. And there's a place for public shaming. That's why. They used to keep it under the, in the closet so to speak. Now they're all flying out like uh, like the goddamn flying monkeys. And they think because the family is Puerto Rican, can you imagine doing this? This is what's so baffling to me, to walk over to a family and say, speak English. Nobody wants to hear that. Like, fuck you. Who are you? Because they don't consider she doesn't because she's a Trump and Z, she doesn't consider that family human to have any space to be to be uh, equal enough to her to share the space. Do you understand? That's why she can do it. That she wants to in, in, uh, interrupt their day with her ugliness. She thinks she has the power and right to do that because they are nothing in her eyes it's like the knee on the neck of george floyd the same bitch probably has nothing to say about that because well i'm sure she had a lot to say about colin Ka kaepernick and his knee the disrespect supposed because she doesn't understand in any way, shape, or form what it means to be an American and what it means, what that flag means, what it means to be united, and why would somebody take a knee for civil, for civil rights to say, hey, we got a problem here. Isn't that the point of making a more perfect union? And that's another reason why Republicans negate. Oh, your poor widow feelings. I'm only saying that because I got uh, tweeted at on the RDT Daily tweet, Twitter feed. Not my personal Twitter feed. There's some right winger tweeted at me. This is what's so amazing. And why I don't waste my breath on right wingers. Um, I don't, I'm not here to convert them. I, I believe that we have to continue to evolve without them. They are irredeemable. 
So you leave them in the dust. You don't give them power. You don't go, you don't reach across the aisle with their shitty ideas. They don't have any good ideas. This is what we're talking about. This bitch has an idea that you want to, you want to bring to fruition. You think she's got good ideas for this country? That's going to make this country great again? How about we start making the country great, period? Not again. It's because even the time, if they're talking about great again, they mean, they're hearkening back to some mythical past that never existed. And that's what fascists do. They don't even see it. It's so amazing. They see all kinds of conspiracies, but they don't see the one that's actually unfolding right in front of their fucking faces. So this person uh, tweeted at me at the RDT Daily Twitter feed about, of course, um, they, this fucking racist pig tweeted a picture of, it said, it's, um, I don't know, it's some, uh, it's from the movie, I think, uh, Idiocracy. It's, I don't know the actor's name, but he writes Michelle, it's a man of, of, with muscles. And he wrote Michelle Obama on it, okay? Because Republicans think that they think that's funny. I'll show you the picture, actually. Oh, how come you can't see it? Let's see. Beep, bop, bada, boop. There it is. Michelle Obama didn't find that funny. And I said, oh, yeah, you must really wow them at the Klan rally with that one. And he writes, Klan rally? Wow, you can't find something other than identity politics. Sorry, but the left's relentless pleas of racism when it's simply just not agreeing with one's political agendas has made that term lose any, any outrage. So that's, you're not being a racist asshole? Well, he's also being sexist, too, and misogynist. So I said, yeah, no identity politics here, says the racist dupe who cheers a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying, serial bankrupt con man because he played a successful businessman on reality TV. And then he wrote, this is what um, the point is. I'm getting to the point. You sound LOL. You sound like a parrot. Got any proof? Yeah, I have no proof that Trump is a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam. There's no proof except the entire history of his fucking life, right? So, you got any proof besides your precious widow feelings Press, be, be, but I'm the sucker, L-M-A-O, and it's, come on. And I said to him, Doopy, we both know you're not, you don't LOL unless another doltard at your Trump cult Nuremberg rally calls Obama the N-word. So don't give me this LOL shit. It's too much Trump network vitamins, frankly. So I don't really get it. So I'm going to go back and forth with this person. 
and be like, well, here's your proof about his tax cheating. Here's your proof about his draft dodging. Here's your proof about the dictator envying. Here's the proof about the con man. Here's a proof about how he only played a successful businessman on reality TV, how he's not, uh, how he, how he made a living, quote unquote, being a, a filthy con man liar his entire life, siphoning money from his daddy's accounts tax free by creating fake inflated invoices and using those fake inflated invoices on a fake LLC that him and his, his bitch sister and dumbass brother made uh, as a ruse to siphon the money tax-free from daddy's account and taking those fake inflated invoices to the government and saying, look, we have to make our Section 8 housing, our fixed income tenants, they have to pay more because look at all these fake inflated invoices. That's your... that I'm, I'm not going to do that with him because it's pointless, Reality has a liberal bias. It's so... And, and just right, what he's saying. Got any proof? Yeah. What, what's wrong with you? Do you have fucking eyes, ears, a brain? The ability to, I don't know, put a, a thought together that isn't... Coming from uh, licking Twitler's taint? It's so embarrassing for him. This guy is a con man. Everybody knows it. Everybody who has a brain knows it. And we have to share the same air with these motherfuckers. And they're in charge. Despite receiving fewer votes. This guy. The guy mocking a disabled person. I find It's repugnant. And then the other thing I'm pointing out is that beside your precious widow feelings, yeah, oh, yeah, that's it. It's just my widow feelings that Twitler is the single biggest loser American taxpayer for the decades 19, uh, I don't know what the decades were, for decades, let's put it that way. So, um, hello, it's, it's proof. That's why... We got the proof in all uh, in the press, in the articles, in the um, Freedom of Information Act. Shit that's been exposed. His history, even before he got into politics, which he didn't go into politics. He got into tickling racist funny bones. That's it. And exploiting the fissures of disunity. That's when they say, oh, Twitler is such a great political mind he knew he the first time he ran for office he made it right to the highest executive office of the land i say that's only because he's an immoral narcissist who doesn't give a shit he's not a great political operator he just has no scruples he's got no morals he'll do and say anything to achieve his aims and that includes tickling racist funny bones he saw it's exactly what vp henry wallace warned us about the american fascist deliberately you could tell them by their deliberate perversion of truth and fact and exploiting the fissures of disunity 
that's what they do. And there are uh, elements of propaganda. They're, uh, he uses the same... It's the same as it, it happened in Germany. Yeah, we don't have... Well, we have camps. They're not outright death camps yet. You don't think we could go there? That's why you have to be hyper-vigilant against these fuckers. I don't... What, what would be the point, honestly, of going back and forth with this person? I mean, I went back and forth with him, but not, like, to hand him proof? He's got the same proof as I do. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't matter. It's Lugan Press. That's what Twitler has done. Torn this country apart. Using the Nazi playbook. So I said, oh, that's the New York Times. Oh, that's the, uh, you know, whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. CNN or not that I'm big on CNN either. But you know what I mean. These people are the enemies that the founders warned us about. They are. So let's get back to Karen. We speak English. So? We don't hear any. We don't have to listen. Who say that? Who say that? Who say that? Let's see. This is America. It's such a way. Not this f***ing crap that all these people are fishing. You have to listen to your goddamn shit. So when I call them, yeah, your husband is coming. And then when they come down, you'll know who sent them. Who, Karen? When the f- police. Bye, Karen. Bye, bye. Oh no! Don't, bye. Don't f- buy me. Huh? Why? What are you gonna do? Oh, 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 oh! I don't know. I don't know how that language works. <laughs> oh uh, God! You're going so viral. It's unbelievable. Why? Why? Here. It's annoying when you're I thought finished, I You don't want to hear annoying music. Why? It's, it's so good. good. Do you fish? Yeah. But we want to hear her annoying voice? When you fish, you don't want to hear fucking annoying music. I hate her, her stupid... It's proud to be an American Cause at least I know I'm free so you don't like that music. I don't like that shit either. I don't like your stupid, fake, patriotic, asshole anthems. Because you don't know what you're talking about either. At least I know I'm free. What does that mean? You're free to be a douchebag? You're free to stand up and go annoy somebody? You're free to not act like a decent human being. What? I mean, really? Come on, guys. Th- here we are, sharing this blip of time together. And this bitch, this woman, we gotta, we gotta share our human experience with somebody like this, who thinks she's in the right to go over to a family who's sitting in a park listening to music. She don't like the music. Oh, well, then move. Shut up. And I'm sure who would have, maybe if she asked them nicely, I don't know if they were playing the music very loud. Who the hell knows? I wasn't there. But maybe if she went over and said, can you guys maybe 
lower who the hell knows what happened they probably weren't annoying it was just the fact she didn't like them speaking another language she's too stupid to learn another language she's not interested in other cultures she thinks this is the culture if this is american culture get me out of here my god we speak english here Unbelievable. And there you go. That's your Republican base for you. Aren't they beautiful? And you think that what I always, what's always makes me sad, really, about them, about somebody like this woman is that because life is so short and when they finally step off of this mortal coil, what, what will they leave behind? The world will actually be better off for them stepping off it. They are bringing nothing to the table. They're adding nothing. They're, they are the real takers. They don't add value. What what is this what is she doing? Nobody will care when she's gone in a hundred years, in ten years, in one year. Who's gonna miss her? Will she have contributed anything to the conversation worth a damn? Would she have made the world a better place in any way, shape, or form? No. Her and her fucking big plastic, big gulp. She probably goes home chomping down on uh, whatever pig can be murdered fast enough to shove in her fat face. No offense, I'm not trying to fat shame her, I guess. I'm, I'm stepping in a whole lot of landmines tonight. But she's just one of these unconscious monsters stepping all over decency, dignity, democracy, unity. <laughs> Are the phone lines open tonight? I guess I can make them open. Do you want to call in? All right. Well, I have to, I would have to set them up. And let's see if we can do that. I didn't set them up. Let me see. Because I just thought, eh, nobody wants to call. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody loves me. Why would I want to put the phones on? No one cares. What's the point? I don't know. Well, anyway, I don't know if I will put them on. Am I? Because it takes a minute. It takes a minute. Just like it takes a village. Let's keep playing this. Maybe I can set them up while this plays. But you'll hear the beeping. Beep, 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 beep. All right, hold on. Well, I, 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 I,
Yeah. You, are you guys so don't care about anybody else. You're that's, that's so disrespectful. Thing. This is a fishing resort. Why you don't go out there and talk to them? Because and you have unfortunately, and oh, I know, I know, senor. The manager is not today. The manager is not today. By calling them Mexican, if they're not Mexican. Disrespectful. I think you're disrespectful if you're not Mexican. Bye, 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 American music? What the hell is that? It's what I was saying. It's, I'm glad to be an American. Because at least I know I'm free. It's, it's stuff that sucks. Uh-oh, here goes the clapping. phone number up do i everything is going to hell in the meantime if you want to become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin even though the show sucks it will get better hopefully over time with your patronage if you believe in what we're doing i don't know i do i see we already have somebody on the line <laughs> And I know who it is. It's our amazing friend. Oh, wait. Hello? 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 Is, is this Mark? It is. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi. Mark is our young, our correspondent, the millennial correspondent. Yes. The yes. millennial correspondent. Of the Tarabuster show. I guess yeah. you're, oh, I think you're, are you a millennial or are you generation? God, I, I do not know. That's I think a great that, question. Yeah. I, 2000. 2000 I what? 2002. Oh yeah. That's, that's millennial still, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I def think so. yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, I, I was at the all the Portland protests and then the, eventually the Portland riots last night. So I was kind of wanting to talk about oh, that. Oh, great. Oh, wait. Can, let's see. I think nobody could hear you. Oh, God. Oh, I'm also, I'm outside. Here, let me, let me move it. Hold on. I was having a cigar outside. A I cigar? Guess. No, don't <laughs> smoke. What are you doing smoking? I know, I, 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 that's me trying to get off. How much do you smoke? I hope not a lot. Uh, no, not much. Probably one. It's like a little cigarello. Okay. Not not even a cigarette. But, but that's not a good habit to get. Don't, don't. No, smoke. it's not. You got to stay fit and healthy for the fight. <laughs> yes. To continue the revolution. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so okay, mine so are, uh, because they didn't hear, but I don't know. Did I? They couldn't hear you initially. I had your, the Skype was down, but now they can hear you. So, okay. Mark is our millennial correspondent. And how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So tell me what happened. You went to a protest. Yes. So we we started out in in a park in Portland um, and we walked along Rosa Parks way to uh, MLK Mm. way. And we walked all the way through into downtown Portland and stopped at the Justice Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole way there, so I, you mentioned those people who don all the black and, uh, and getting their ski masks mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, by the way, you can look up that group. It's Black Block. block yeah. Like, no, okay. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were there in full force and they were running up and down the march the whole way, throwing whatever they could throw and destroying as much as they could. Hmm. Um, but I kind of get where everyone is coming from because they, they all made their positions pretty clear last night. And uh, honestly, I've, I've kind of gone with them because today it's been absolutely ridiculous to watch the Portland coverage. Mm. On Wait, hold on. We channels. got the music coming up. We'll be right back. Okay. Hold on. All right. All right, you can go. Keep going. So you were saying? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so so today, all that they've been able to talk about is how much these small businesses and the businesses have been affected. And uh, I haven't heard a single person on a single news channel talk about what these people are standing for or why half those people are breaking that shit. Right. Um, and in my opinion, it's because they're done with the system. And mm-hmm. they, they are saying... All right, look, we're going to break your system as much as we can until it gets fixed. Mm, and mm-hmm. and that, to me, makes a little bit of sense. I mean, I, I know a couple of the owners of the small businesses who had all of their shit looted last night. Mm, and um, that sucks. is one thing. The looting is kind of ridiculous. Right. But uh, being there and stuff, when we got to the Justice Center, I don't know if, you, if it made it on any of the news or anything, but people... We're all standing out front, and then some people broke in. I've got some really great video of it. Mm. I don't know. I can send you, but mm-hmm. uh, they they got inside. They they let all of the shades and the blinds up so you could see them running around in there. And then there was a massive fire at one point that they just started and broke out. And then wow. SWAT teams all arrived in force, and the, the justice center was on fire. And I was like twenty feet away from it. Wow. And I was watching all of these just SWAT teams and teams and these decentralized armies come in and just wow. basically try and disperse them. And if me and my friends who were there hadn't been wearing our gas masks, we would have. We watched a reporter who was just like five feet away from us start bawling immediately because they got a wave of tear gas. Oh and wow! I, this stuff, 
violates the Geneva Conventions. Mm. Like, this is not humane stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. tear gas, you see it on the news, but it's really... Right. Really I know true. about it because oh, yeah. I was gassed, well, in the Army. I was in the oh. Army. Well, they oh, do it yeah, as yeah, a yeah. part of training, so. But I know what it's oh, like to yeah. be gassed. <laughs> it's not fun. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'd been, ta- I did training as a lifeguard, and I don't know why they did it as a lifeguard, but they, they did. tased them oh, wow. without the barb. So uh, I, I didn't get the worst part of it, but um, I, I, I remember what that was like, and that's kind of what I was worrying about mm. the whole time. It's, mm-hmm. kind of, it's ridiculous. Right. But yeah. um, the, the coverage of this has just been, I mean, they're not talking about the fascism that's taking hold. They're not talking about the corporatism that's making people angry. And, and some, of the, uh, some of the African-American unions that were there made really good points, and they, they were saying, in their opinion, these are the slave control mm-hmm. population. Right. I mean, they're, they're the they're the military's trying to keep all of us in line. Yes, our, being our fear mongers. Mm-hmm. So right, I agree. Know. It's uh, I'm really, really confused by. Well, this is what happens. It's this. Mm-hmm. They have. I I am under the impression. It seems to me mm-hmm. that there are elements like the the cops themselves that are yeah are instigating a lot of the the uh the looting and the and the destruction so mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if you saw that video of the guy oh yeah wh- who was breaking the windows of the auto zone yeah. and mm-hmm. that is is so clear and then the guy they go after him saying are you a cop are you a cop and mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. tries to knock their phones out of their hands and yeah. it's uh it's a tactic that is used by and of course then the right wing you know william barr he gets up mm-hmm. the the attorney general gets up and starts saying how left wingers are they are uh violent and it, it's it's they are clearly sowing dissension they're trying to sow oh, dissension yeah. between uh, against the protesters so mm-hmm. ultimately nothing gets done nothing will change mm-hmm. and there was there yeah. was one interesting thing that also nobody i'm sorry to cut you off no no it's nobody fine. had covered um either and and in portland they were saying oh they the cops were keeping their distance almost the whole time and then these people just started these riots well the cops were nowhere to be seen at all the whole time. Mm. We had the um, the uh, African American biker gang, the Outcast biker mm-hmm. gang, kind of, and some people on bikes, just like keeping all the streets blocked off. And you didn't see a single cop until we got down to the Justice Center after so much shit had been broken. Mm. So I, if that's really what they cared about, I th- I would have thought they would have stopped us a lot before that. It seemed a lot more to me like they were letting it happen. Right and. In yeah. order to blame it on us. Of afterwards. course. Yeah. That's what it's about, too. And they want to get video of people carrying shit out, and then they can get outraged mm-hmm. and say, oh, they're burning down their oh. own communities, and it's people a way... People here are being outraged over over people looting a fucking Louis Vuitton store mm. at Pioneer Place, which is one of our, our central malls in downtown. And uh, I that is just absolutely ridiculous to me. And our mayor was on every news network toting around his wife or his, his mother his dying why? mother why she still hasn't because apparently he was gone over the weekend Bye. in order to get arrangements ready for his Bye. dying mother and he could not stop talking about it and it was like you're really 
I mean, I thought he was just like an idiot who was going along <laughs> with the corporatocracy, and right. I, it seemed more to me like he was doing it intentionally. So, mm. I. I think it goes real high up, and and all oh, the talk about with business people breathing down his neck. I mean, right? Not the important stuff to me. Exactly, yeah. and it's this. You know, we've seen this before. This has gone on in the '60s. It's gone on mm-hmm. in different periods in American in history. In the '40s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's always, um, it's another way that they will keep us divided, and this is why. Um, yeah. Uh, when what's going on when your uh, uh, community is not being heard, of course, mm-hmm. they're not, I mean, they can't, the, the uh, protesters, you're told which, as far as uh, taking a knee, oh, well, that's you, that's mm-hmm. just inappropriate. And, uh, and yeah, uh, marching is course. inappropriate and this is inappropriate. And that's, and then it keeps happening again and again and again. This is and those, those frustration. Those old white people who are mad at Colin Kaepernick right. are still mad at the protesters right now. Exactly. And obviously, I understand how they've fallen into that trap, but it's it's a trap. It's exactly. just ridiculous. So that's why. I just saw Trump, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. I just saw Trump tweet. Uh, no, I'm sorry. About that. <laughs> I just saw Trump tweet. Um, uh, he said, "Oh, by the way, uh, the, an emergency alert came through at 11 minutes ago. It's a Portland curfew in effect, 8 p.m. tonight to 6 a.m. tomorrow citywide." Okay. Um, but Trump tweeted 43 minutes ago, "It's Antifa in all caps." Uh, and the of radical course. left. Don't lay the yes. blame on others. Well, that's what it is. They always do this anyway. And this is how you know I'm yeah. really. Uh, you know it's full of shit because there's right wingers out there. Antifa is not I mean, breaking the windows. He's a fascist, right. The fact that he hates Antifa would be a great indicator. Exactly. What is Antifa? We the original Antifa is uh, stormed the beaches at Normandy. Right. We were the original yep. Antifa, <laughs> yep. breaking up the fascists. And- even the protester Antifa. I mean, especially Portland was a terrible terrible event in antifa's history because they sent in a ton of government uh agents to go anarchists to go break as much shit as they could and mm-hmm. give antifa a terrible name and the mm-hmm. reason most people hate them is because of portland right so right i really i was like i must go out well good just as long as you stay safe and uh yeah don't yeah. don't fall into That's- the trap of whatever because i this is what they do they have they mm-hmm. We know now because of Freedom of Information Act that during the 60s, many of the nonviolent student movements were also infiltrated by FBI and, uh, organ- and yeah. government informa- in, in, uh, government organizations to incite violence. They tr- that was what they were trying to do, saying, hey, let's go break some shit. Let's go uh, blow some shit up or whatever. And yeah. it's uh, this is what they do to ultimately ne- the degrade the movement and separate it from the people and all yeah, and and turn the people against it too. I, yeah mm-hmm. what we're what we're witnessing is the death of free speech mm-hmm. right here and it's mm-hmm. the beginning of the enforcement of the police state in mm-hmm. my opinion because right. i think they're using this oh the country's up in flames oh they're going to tear down our businesses 
uh, right. just to end all of the uh, end all of the protests. Well, I Trump mean, we is or, well. He's talking about sending in the army. Of course, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking mm-hmm. about because you can't send yeah. in the army. There is uh, the po- the posse comitatus. You know, the right wingers are always like posse comitatus. Posse. When we had Obama, mm-hmm. it was always posse comitatus. Mm-hmm. But now he wants to send the military in against the people. But that's uh, yep. he can't do that. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you for calling, my friend. Yeah, and thank you so much for taking yeah, the call. I yeah, about that. Please keep us informed and um, definitely call yes. back. Oh, you got it. All right. And you are you are my mother in the resistance. Oh. I saw that the other day. I, was, <laughs> I, I, had, I had to leave right before that, but I was so it was great to watch that. Afterwards. Yes, we gotta get we gotta get in touch. Gotta, we will. We will. I got lots of stuff. All right, cool. All Stay right. safe, my thank friend. Thank you so much. Keep going. I'll yeah, see you, you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right, guys, that is our millennial correspondent, Mark, from Portland. Stay safe, and hey, what are you going to do? We keep uh, going on. I'm only hesitating because I see the music is going to start any second now. And, well, it doesn't matter. Why should I bother? Just keep talking, that's why. Um, It reminded me of yesterday I was talking to Bob Alexander. I guess this will be a cliffhanger. And Bob Alexander, for those who listen to Mike Malloy, he's he's a friend of Mike Malloy's. He's a writer, somebody who is an incredibly talented writer. And and uh, and Mike would often read moments from Bob. Bob, um, I'm not sure if it was it was during the Bush administration. He and his wife decided that they couldn't raise their son they had had a young son and saw what was happening with the bush administration and they decided that they couldn't raise their young son in this effed up country anymore for the sake of their son they picked up and moved to canada and honestly it breaks my heart i'm all i'm i'm envious frankly it breaks my heart in that way. I feel sad for us here in the United States that this is going on. And we were discussing, we were just chatting. That's what, how it started. And he was saying he, uh, he's, of course, never regretted it. And I thought I would be a hell of a lot more easy. It would, I would probably be a lot less stressed out. If I lived in a country, let's say, that had universal health care. And, and I do believe that this is part of the reason we are so divided. It is about health care. It's about caring about each other. It's like when that fucking asshole on my Twitter feed is like, oh, you're, you have any proof that Trump is a tax cheating, draft dodging dictator, envy and con man? Okay, this is what he wants proof of. As if every goddamn day and the history of life on the planet that Twitler has, that we've had to endure sharing with Twitler doesn't show exactly what I said is proof. But you, that's besides the point. Or is it just your precious whittle feelings? That irritated me because we should give a shit about our precious widow feelings. That's what it means to be an American. It means to be a human. That we care. 
about each other. That's what, uh, that's how a fascist would talk. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's rip these people out of their homes and send them to camps taking their wealth. Let's steal their wealth. Let's not give a shit about their precious widow feelings. Because that's uh, uh, making Germany great. Let's make America great. Oh, is it your precious widow feelings? Is that what the founders were talking about? Oh, um, when they pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other? Isn't that another way of saying, like, we care? We're in this together? And yeah, you're goddamn right. When cities are in flames because we watched a man get murdered. That, that, that person's knee was on our necks, all of our necks, and we don't see it that way. If we don't see it that way, it's because they have effectively divided us. It's not black Americans, uh, African Americans, Irish Americans, white Americans, whatever the Americans, it's Americans. And it affects us all. So yeah, I give a shit about somebody else's precious little feelings because I am a patriot. That's the definition of patriotism. That we care. It means fellow countrymen. So you can't say that you're a patriot while spitting on your fellow Americans, on their precious little feelings. Just because you don't have any fucking feelings because obviously they have a lot of precious little feelings. That's the irony. They have a, they have a thin-skinned little narcissist whose precious little feelings has them all hopping to, goose-stepping into line and on command going after Twitter now because his precious widow feelings were hurt when they put a fact check on his Twitter feed. His poor little precious widow feelings of the so-called president who received fewer votes that he can't but help but call other people fat pigs or whatever. Because of his precious widow feelings. Saying, my button's bigger than yours. That's the irony. They're the right wingers. Their precious widow feelings are so fragile. And we all have to, we all have to walk around on eggshells around them. Just like that lady in the park. Her precious widow feelings were offended. She didn't like hearing someone speaking a different language. Because she's a dumb fuck. She's a dumbass. Instead of saying, oh, wow, that's a different language. That's a different culture. Won't that be interesting to ask this person? What's it like to, uh, in your country, where you came from? Well, I guess he's Puerto Rican, so he's from America. But you know what I'm saying. What's it like in Puerto Rico? What's it like? How, what's your American experience? But they're the center of the universe, 
right-wingers because of their precious widow feelings. That's what we are all in this boat about, right? That we're all back, being dragged back into times best left in the dung heap of history because of the right-wingers' incapacity to give a shit about anybody's precious widow feelings but themselves. We're all supposed to be hypersensitive to their feelings. Don't bother them. Don't tell them to put on a mask. They're, they are delusional in their own minds. They think, oh, well, and if you express a need or a feeling as a human being, then, oh, well, it's, it's uh, precious widow feelings. They, but we got we got all we got all worry about their precious widow feelings constant. We're living in this hellhole because of their precious widow feelings. I'm so sick of them. They because they make us sick. Honestly, they make us sick. It's not that I'm sick of that. I'm sick to my up to my tip to my head, tip of my toes, top of my head to these freaks. That I have to share the same air with these freaks. That they're so ugly. Divisive. That they bring nothing to the table and they constantly demand, demand, demand. And they're always trying to tell me what it means to be an American. They have zero idea. What the hell do they know? It means... Shutting your fat face and going going about your own business. You don't like somebody's music? Oh well, move. If they won't turn it down, you don't go over drunk saying Republicans don't like your music. Oh, okay, zig hell. And you can't tell me that they wouldn't be more comfortable in 1929 Germany or something like that. You know it. It is 100,000% real that they are they, uh, they're the fascists that Henry Wallace warned us about. And it's happening. We're not kidding. So... When I was speaking with Bob on Bob Alexander, and he was on, we was just chatting on Facebook Messenger or whatever. He was saying that he said that he was messaging a friend who said, "I have now witnessed firsthand the accelerated capitalism that infects the tech industry, and it's worse than anything." Because we were discussing that. Here's it's not an aside, but. Uh, a friend, a couple of friends of mine. I'm just warning you too that we went. Uh, some some friends of mine. They were on Facebook. Do not buy anything from Facebook. Don't click on the ads. The two people I know they bought wicker furniture on Facebook. It was two advertisements. They go it directs you to a another page, a website, and. The wicker furniture was, it was wicker lawn furniture, and it's, it was uh, a price too good to be true. And they fell for it. And, of course, the wicker furniture never came. Oh, here's the end of the show. But it's not really the end. It's the end on Progressive Voices. 
Let's put it this way, guys. Don't buy anything on Facebook because it's a it was a sham, a fraud, and that's what's going on. That you're it's you're on your own now. You see, you get bamboozled, then oh well. Sucks to be you. As long as the rich can get richer and everybody else knows their place and shuts their mouths when Twitler is uh, having a feeling. Go to work, shut up, die on command, and uh, you'll be a good American in that way. But... That was the end of the Progressive Voices show. I'm sorry. Uh, it's what happens. I got to cut the show up into... I'm not sure if it's this week. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with Progressive Voices. It's really... Um, I'm kind of concerned about it. I don't want Progressive Voices to disappear. But it's uh, it's the way it is. Progressive media. Nobody supports it. So... I'm not sure what's happening. And I want to... Let me just say, my name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. Okay, we're back. (laughs) That's just for when I cut the show. Um, Yeah, we're going to do the two-hour. So on the podcast and on the... um, What we're doing now, the live show, of course, we'll have the two hours. I, I apologize. It has to be this way right now. I don't know what the hell is happening. You guys put up with a lot. Thank you, Banterboard, for your super chat. It means a lot. I know the show has been a little weird today. Maybe a little technical problems. A little uh, other kind of problems. And um, But I appreciate all your help and support. And the super chats do keep us going. As well as the patronage. And if you believe in what we're doing, I encourage you to please share the show with your friends and encourage the patriot the patronage otherwise we won't have a show that's how it's gonna go it's it's the reality of the situation we need to generate more patrons to keep the show going um, New York City is reopening soon I will try to do as many weeknight shows as possible it's really uh up in the air at this point i would like to do the show every single day and make this a contender in the um liberal media the real liberal media because this is the real liberal media yeah, I know. So Banterboard is saying, I hope Progressive Voices can stick around. I love it and dare, damn near depend on it. It, I hope so, too. But it's, uh, it's the one big frustration of my life is knowing that without the message, we are lost. We have already lost. If we don't own, uh, if this message isn't, prolific if it isn't uh, ubiquitous all over we're done for you re- the re- you realize that the reason that 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 woman 
Somebody like her thinks she can get away with what she gets away with, going over to some a, a bunch of strangers and behaving like that is because wherever she goes, she's got people validating that kind of behavior. She doesn't hear this message. She doesn't hear the message of, we're in this together. She hears the message of, this is America. We speak English here. Which is bullshit. You, I don't want to hear that shit. And she thinks she could feel all, all that way, every which way but loose. She's, that's her right, I guess. But that she f- feels entitled to go over and wreck somebody's day by being like that. That is traumatizing. Oh, our precious widow feelings again, I'm sure. But it is. For constantly, uh, you got to be on lookout for idiots up your ass with their with their racism, their bullshit. That they own this country. The, the reason they think they can do that is because they have the, the fascists in the White House. They have Fox News. They have Diamond and Silk. They have Tommy Lauren. They have everywhere they go. They go on YouTube, they see their people saying the sh- saying bullshit. Instead of going on YouTube and seeing this show talk about we're in it together, how even, uh, you know, this is how we overcome our problems. I know how we overcome our problems. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm being, I don't know, uh, too, what's the word? too uh, sure of myself and that no I, I it just seems so obvious to me how we overcome it is is right there we got the blueprints we've been there already but we just have to expand it doesn't mean we will never have problems and things won't go wrong and shit isn't gonna be hard but it's so obvious we are divided because we're divided. And just because African Americans are the ones, you know, feeling the most pain because of the racist ass history that we f- refuse to recognize, partly it's because we are b- told to be divided by design. You're told it's okay. I got mine. If you don't got you, that's fine. You don't got yours, then pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I have no time to care about your precious widow feelings. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You died. Somebody put a knee on your neck and you died. Okay, well, oh, well. I don't know. It seems so obvious to me, and it's doesn't mean it will be fixed overnight, but you fix it by stopping the division. It's not like all of a sudden we all feel better. Yeah, we kind of do, though. What? It's the message that we are in this together. Like Amy Klobuchar, like, with your stupid fucking... It's not a stupid quote, but with using it constantly with nothing to back it up. 
it's palaver. It, it's a platitude then. You reduced it to a platitude. So don't tell me we, you, we are tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Then why are you okay with millions going bankrupt without health care or thousands needlessly dying? It doesn't make any sense to me. How dare you? And of course, corporate media, when she's on MSNBC and she says that, they don't say, well, then what the fuck, Amy? Why are you proposing policies that are throwing subsidies at the broken system? Why are you saying that, oh, hell no, we can't fund education for everyone out of the general fund, and we can't make sure that we can all go as uh, far as our abilities and interests allow? on making those investments in each other, regardless of your station in life or the color of your skin. That seems, you know, uh, that's a, that seems a obvious question to ask. So when you say we're tied in a single garment of destiny, what are you talking about? How do you achieve that? Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. So why are you in obstruction to unity? I don't know. And why are we allowing her to get away with it? So, you know, Bob in Canada, I'm like, I'm fucking jealous, frankly. He doesn't have to worry. If he gets sick... All Canadians, black, white, straight, gay, tall, short, poor, rich, they get to go to the doctor when they're sick because they're Canadians. Even Americans can go. They make it across the border. We all have stories. I know if somebody went across the border, he got sick, went to the hospital, said, how much do I owe you? And they were like, nothing. You don't pay taxes there either, but that's human. And here's, he reminded me of the Milton Mayer quote from They Thought They Were Free. Well, it's not a quote, it's an excerpt. Tom Hartman often reads it. To live in this process is absolutely not to be able to notice it. And this is a, an excerpt from a book, They Thought They Were Free, written by Milton Mayer, a sociologist who went to study the Germans after World War II. How did these good Germans, quote-unquote, decent people, average people, allow such a fascist, well, just the fascist, uh, the worst crimes in human history so far, to unfold under their nose to support fascism? They all cheered. Trust me. That's what one of the things that uh, Goering said at the Nuremberg trials. They all cheered us. Oh, how they cheered. That's what he said. And we see the videos. We see the, the footage from that time. Yeah, they were cheering. Come on over, Junior. Here he comes. Yes, I know. You don't have to worry about Nazis. So Milton Mayer writes, to live in this process is absolutely not to be able to notice it. 
Each step was so small, so inconsequential, so well explained that unless one were detached from the whole process from the beginning, unless one understood what the whole thing was in principle, that all of these little measures that no patriotic German could resist, could resent, must someday lead to Where am I? One no more saw it developing from day to day than a farmer in this field sees the corn growing. One doesn't see exactly where or how to move. Each act, each occasion is worse than the last, but only a little worse. You wait for the next and the next. You wait for the one great shocking occasion that the others, when such a shock comes, will join you in resisting somehow. And one day, too late, your principles all rush in upon you. The burden of self-deception has grown too heavy, and some minor incident, in my case, my little boy, hardly more than a baby saying, Jew swine, collapses it all at once, and you see that everything has changed, and changed completely under your nose. The world you live in, your nation, your people, is not the world you knew at all. The forms are all there, the untouched, the, the all reassuring, the houses, the shops, the jobs, the mealtimes, the visits, the concerts, the cinema, the holidays, but the spirit, which you never noticed because you made the lifelong mistake of, identi of identifying it with the forms, is changed. Now you live in a f world of hate and fear, and the people who hate and fear don't do not even know it themselves. When everyone is transformed, no one is transformed. Suddenly, it all comes down all at once. You see what you are, what you have done, or more accurate, accurately, what you haven't done. For that was all that was required of most of us. We did nothing. So that's what we're here for. We did nothing. And here we are, again, allowing this country to be torn apart. Doing nothing, allowing the same old voices to completely divide us again. And, and the, the rest of those voices will throw some platitudes at us. And nothing will get done. And into the outrage will step the agent provocateurs. This has happened before. To prevent any hope of unity ever breaking out. Any hope of reconciliation. Of recognition. Of our precious whittle tears. Like the precious whittle tear of George Floyd, who cried for his mother. Fucking bastards. It makes me... God, God damn, are, I am a proud, bleeding heart liberal. Let that heart bleed. And if you're not a, if you don't bleed, metaphorically, physically, uh, literally, or um, 
metaphorically, for your fellow Americans, if you don't shed a tear for them, then you you don't deserve to be in our community. You're not a patriot. Sons of bitches. Um, here's Tucker Carlson uh, doing what they do. The right-wing fascists. This is what they do. They have to come in and uh, change the conversation yet again. Carlson, he's ranting. He's this is this is how they're they're spinning it on Fox News. Let me see. I tried to capture it, but the show stopped. Which side in that war have taken? I didn't capture it quick enough. Because the show was starting, but um so I'm going to play it off of the computer. I just got to get there. Beep pop boop boop. Here we go. Well, watch carefully, it will become obvious. The rioters in Minneapolis and in other places act as if they're allowed to loot and burn. And in fact, they are allowed. No one stops them. The authorities don't arrest them. Instead, they pander to them, flatter them, desperately try to win their love. Why are masked lunatics setting fire to Wendy's? Because the rest of us are sinful. That's what our leaders tell us. The crimes of the mob are the punishment we deserve. That's their argument. And many seem to buy it. On a White House executive staff call just this morning, key domestic policy advisors Brooke Rollins and Jerron Smith argued that it might seem racist to say anything about the rioting in Minneapolis. Better just to let it happen. So that's what they're doing. We should have seen this coming. When you express an opinion our leaders don't like, they call it violence. When criminals commit actual acts of violence, they call it speech. What opinion is he talking about? When you express an opinion our leaders don't like, what's the opinion? You know what he's talking about. Some racist ass fucking stereotype. That's what he's talking about. Mexicans are rapists. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. That's what he's talking about. When you express an opinion our leaders don't like, they call it racist. And here's how they're, or Tucker or and the Fox News fascists are framing it. That it's outrage, as the headline says, outrage over leaders pandering to thugs while normal people need a permit to put a deck on your own house. This is where he goes. See, it's us against them again. Normal people against thugs. We got to have a lot of thugs in this country for some reason, you know, the America is so great. USA, USA, USA. But there's so many lazy takers hanging around in the social safety net hammock. Thugs who want to, um, you know, uh, overtake uh, poor people, just poor normal people who want to do uh, put a fucking deck on their house. I mean, it's wh- who puts a deck on their house? Rich people. So he's once again dividing and conquering us along every line that he could imagine. 
And that's what he's speaking about. And no, he's, of course, even if he had a clue, he would, he, he's not paid to see it. He's like the Vichy collaborator, the, the, the class war collaborator, Chuck Todd, in that sense. This is what they're paid to do, to keep people stupid and divided. Let's not see why this might be happening again and again and again in American history. How many times do we have to watch cities burn until we get a clue? How many times do we want to go through this and right-wingers will come in and divide and conquer us again and again and deliberately mislead and deflect. I'm not, I know, I'm telling you. All the while this goes on, the rich get richer. And into the division steps, here come, okay, let's elect Democrats now. Democrats come in. Here's some subsidies for you. But the broken system remains broken. The rich get richer. The rich continue to get rich enough to buy politicians. Now we're going to have the first trillionaire in six years. As if that's okay. While the employees are living check to check to check. And can't retire. Can't get health care. God forbid, if they get sick, they'll be, you know, got to go on GoFundMe now. And he's trying to divide it up about it's those who don't like getting murdered by cops against people who just want to put a deck on their house. No, honey, we all would like to sit around and have a nice day off, have a nice middle-class life. But the system is broken but here this white fucking air of the swanson fortune another the chicken air as aoc calls him this chicken air uh, working class hero like tw- like twitler the blue collar billionaire bullshit who hate working people who rob from working people exploit them not only do they exploit them, they exploit them in the worst way because they and exploit them to the point of having to live in this country filled with hate. It's not just, oh, why can't we all just get along? Why can't we all just fund a system that leaves nobody behind, that looks at us all? As equal, equal parts of uh, the American experience. Stop dividing us. But here, let's let him continue. So the game is rigged. Why are the rest of us still playing it? We have more power than we think we do. Our system only functions because dutiful, normal people, people with self-control and decency and above all, a sense of responsibility toward others created our system. They sustain the system. They pay the bills. None of the thugs looting Target or the well-paid nihilists on television who are egging them on have added a thing. Nothing. 
Yet all of the destroyers expect that this arrangement will last forever. And you can see why, because for them, it's been a... God. Oh, my God. You understand what he's trying to say? This is the same old... It's the Paul Ryan social safety net hammock shit. All of, oh, we're the makers, they're the takers, and now they're destroying, and they're, uh, just want to get away with it. Nobody works harder than people who are poor. There's not enough hours in the day. And this fucking guy, the heir to the Swanson fortune, is giving us a lecture. And, uh, you know, it's a deliberate deliberate distraction to make sure that nobody gets a clue. That's what it's about. And tickling racist funny bones yet again, yet again, yet again. So we never get a clue. I'm not saying, I don't think it's good to burn shit down. Because it gives them the opportunity to fuck, fuck us over again. But it never stops. And this is only what happens when no, you don't get li- the, there's, uh, no response. The only response is you're, you're not doing it correctly. Whatever you do, you're, you're doing it wrong. And that's why we're not going to ignore you again and again and again. I can't imagine the frustration of living in a neighborhood. I, I saw a, vi- a video earlier of these two African-American men in a car they videotaped they saw a cop watching them from across the street and they were like this guy's gonna pull us over they were just going there about their business they had a child in the back seat and they're like you'll see he'll pull us over for no fucking reason and they were like oh it's my how many times this guy has pulled me over constant harassment i can't imagine if every time i left my house going from a to b I had to explain myself to a cop. I would be in I would be in jail. I'm sure I would because I would be infuriated. They don't do that to me. And it's like what was going on during uh when they were stopping and frisking in New York and Bloomberg and all the right-wing re- Democrats and Republicans were justifying it and it was an outrage. They only stop and frisk, you know, in certain neighborhoods. But I, I remember them going on the local TV and explain, oh, oh, it makes it safer. And Bloomberg going, well, we are going to make our community safe. And, and we know it didn't, didn't make communities safe. It, it turned communities into, into lockdown occupied cities, camps. But they weren't stopping and frisking here in Sunnyside, I'll tell you. They were stopping and frisking in black neighborhoods, primarily. And I remember saying, I, I don't know, man. I would fucking lose my mind. I would go insane. I would, I would fight back, too. Who the hell wants to live like that? You, it's traumatizing. Everywhere you go... You got to be stopped by a cop. It's not officer friendly. This is terrorism. 
It's the slave patrols. It's the stay in your place. We're watching you, boy. That's what that's about. And then to have the nerve to put your to put your fucking knee on somebody's neck for 10 minutes while the person is crying and saying, I can't breathe, and crying for his mother. You ghoulish bastard. That goes from somebody who is thinks of you as less than human. You do not deserve the right to have a decent life. You don't even deserve the, the right to a life. Would he like having his neck stepped on? I wonder. No, of course not. And that's why I say the only way we fix this country is we got to do it together, including black people, white people, all people, American people. Universal health care, universal higher education, everybody in, nobody out. That's how, why this fucking Tucker Carlson can get away with what he's saying. Because he feels that it's us against them. Normal people, quote unquote, who have decks on their houses and thugs who burn shit down. And also, if you've seen the video, it's a little bit suspect. Burning shit down? The guy walks right in with a, you know, some white guy with a hammer cracking windows. You can't tell me they're not, they're not that stupid, right? They know what they're doing. They've been doing this for years. Dividing and conquering. I have to ask again, all the time I ask, how much longer are we going to take it? Yes, bald people too, Greg. All people. A very, very good, good deal. deal. But what exactly are you getting in return for your contributions to the system? The authorities clearly don't yeah. care about you. The police won't show up to save your life, literally. During election year, sweaty politicians claim to be on your side. It's a lie. They're not. They'll waste your time with hollow posturing. They'll feed you pointless symbolic victories and expect you to celebrate like you've actually won something. But when the mob comes, they're gone. You're on your own. That's true. Wow. Okay. Talk about fear. Be afraid. Be afraid. The mob, the thugs, the caravan, the others, they're coming. They're going to get you. You, you, you got to be afraid. Us against them. Us against them. Honestly, these people are, these Republicans, they're, I don't know. They're part of the, these are, that's part of the problem. So I'm only looking at the time. That's why I'm kind of trying to wind down a little. Wait, what do we got left? Actually, we have, even though it's, the time is, oh, we got about five minutes left. Because I started the show late. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it makes me, heartbroken and then when I was speaking with Bob Alexander he was saying I, I said to him 
I can't believe my grandmother came here. What was she thinking? And then I was like, well, then again, we had FDR and now we have fucker. We had, I, who would have thought after George W. Bush? Of course, you thought that was as low as they can go. And then they go and do, do that. They go and bring us Twitler and all of his maggots. The racist assholes running rampant, free. They think they're free unless, uh, they don't think they're free unless they could call somebody the N-word, the F-word, a bitch, or shut up, or speak English, or... Unbelievable. But, yeah, let's not let any of them get away with it. And that's why I ask you to be a patron of the liberal media, the real liberal media. This is the liberal media. You're looking at it. You're, we're the only ones talking about how we fix this thing. I don't think it's that, um, I don't know. I don't think it's that hard or is that, uh, mysterious. Is it? Everybody in, nobody out. Stop dividing us. Stop, uh, funding schools in property taxes stop making the police forces armed uh like an armed um occupying force all of these things where the those who are policing the community should be from the community that's part of how you fix it tax the rich at a high marginal tax rate get money out of politics Roll uh, reinstate the estate tax to stop the intergenerational aristocracy and uh, the high marginal tax rate will stop the cultivation of an oligarchy that I mean we all we have the liberal media the so-called liberal media uh, we have the corporate media to contend with and we can counteract that by supporting the liberal media, the real liberal media like this show. And I don't know. That's it. Then we start having a truth and reconciliation conversation for real about our real history. Leaving no one behind and, and we will truly be in it together. In my, I don't, in my vision, it seems so clear. That's why I want to talk to AOC. I want to talk to the representatives. I, this has to spread. Listen, I don't want to hear Amy Klobuchar quote MLK about how we're in this together while separating us. Constantly separating us. She's separating us. Joe Biden separates us with the fucking subsidies. Subsidy, a subsidy ain't going to fix it, honey. It's about everybody in. So everybody can go to college without being an indentured servant. Everybody can get health care. Everybody can retire. Everybody has a goddamn day off because we're Americans, all of us. And I will never stop saying this, frankly. Until I see it come to fruition. But Bob Alexander, he was saying it's going to take at least 50 years after fucko, after Twitler to get this shit back. I hope he's wrong. 
I think that we could get it back quicker. Things can change very quickly if we have the political will and the stomach and the truth. We should own that mantle of patriotism proudly. Thank you, Banterboard, for your super chat. And everyone else who supports the show at, at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And thank you for hanging out with me every Saturday. Uh, yeah, of course. Privatized space flights, too. That was another thing. I, we'll talk about that during the week. Uh, Patricia. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. We stick together, we win, is another way of saying E pluribus unum, leave no one behind. We are the liberal media. That's how we will win together. Because everybody in, nobody out, is the only American value. All right, I'm going to see you. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you in a couple of days. All right, so in the meantime, if you aren't a patron, if you know somebody who isn't a patron share the show share the discord community and that's how we're gonna grow otherwise we're done we're done for if not right all right guys love you and i'll see you soon my name is tara devlin i'll see you in a couple of days